You work out, you drink some water, Wim Hof, you're fine, fucking fine in the morning. And that's a problem, dog, because then it's like I have very little incentive to stop until my liver stops. I sounded annoyed probably because I was <laughs> like there were like yeah. there were large chunks of that episode where I just wasn't talking for like six to seven minutes at a time because I was just like yeah you, you know it's even worse I noticed that when it was happening I knew why it was happening but I just couldn't do anything about it yeah I just couldn't I couldn't stop I couldn't do anything yeah I, I literally I was like watching it all happen being like well at the time it was more just it wasn't even I would like hop in and out of awareness of like I'd be fully into just being drunk as fuck and just yelling and being angry and that kind of shit. And then I would have moments where I'm like, Seamus is not talking. He's looking down like at the at the desk or whatever. He hasn't spoken in a while. I've been doing most of the talking. It's because I'm drunk and yelling and it's shutting everything down. And then I would just it's Jasmine would say something. I'd just go right back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right back yeah. in between between you and Jasmine, I was like, "There's no fucking place to cut in here," so I'm just gonna otherwise I'm just gonna let this go. I was like, "Fuck it, all right, I'll just I'll I can't do anything about this." You know what I mean? Let this shit storm happen. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm just struggling, man. That's what it is. I'm just struggling lately. Struggling yeah. hard. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do about it either. I don't feel very in control of myself, and in these moments, and I I feel like something has to change. The only thing I know how to do is to. Uh, the, the image in my head is like a billiard ball going back and forth and I have to keep letting the ball just knock around until it breaks something, you know, until, yeah. it, until something breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Something's being broken currently. So we'll figure, we'll see what that is all about. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. No alcohol in this. Oh, good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, you know, I was listening to some interesting stuff that, um, Let's just get into it. Welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Uh, my name is Seamus, and you're, this is my buddy Adam. He's still alive, guys. <laughs> he's, he's still alive. <laughs> By now you've heard this. This is the Chaser episode. By now you've heard that episode where, episode, where yeah. Adam was 14 shots deep, and we were all so concerned <laughs> slash irritated. <laughs> mostly, mostly irritated. Maybe Seamus was concerned. Neither Jasmine nor I was uh, concerned. Jasmine yeah. was fucking, she was so mad. I felt so bad, dude. Like, I woke up the next morning, and I was just like, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't feel in control of myself. Like, I got drunk because I, I don't know what else to do. I don't, I don't have another way that works. So I just, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, because I had been telling myself, like, don't drink, don't drink, just to, like, test out the water, see how it is. 
And then Jasmine was like, you know, I want to have a drink. Like, let's have a drink. We'll like do the podcast. And I was like, all right, I'll drink tonight. You know, like it went from one drink to like, I'm going to drink tonight. Yeah. God damn, dude. You drank way too much. And then the next day, because I was being belligerent, as you guys know. Next day, I was just like, fuck, man. I'm so sorry to Jasmine. I didn't say sorry. I'm sorry, Seamus, because I shouldn't have put you through that either. It's not fair. But the thing that it made me realize is I don't have... I don't I don't have anything that works yeah. currently as well as alcohol and weed and Adderall and coffee, <laughs> all the substances. Dude, that food. shit was my anti-drug. I was thinking like maybe I'll get a beer. I was thinking and then by the end of it, I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't need to drink ever again. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't have anything that works, man, as well as well as drugs. I mean, I know plenty of other things work, you know, fucking Watching a TV show works better than that, you know, but it's yeah. not not internally. Yeah, I'm working on it, man. I'll let you know. But I just want to say sorry to everyone out there for that shit, because that shit got wild, especially to Jasmine. And I was like, Jasmine, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, because at the root of it, it's like. There's so much shit going on. It's just too much. And I want to just get away from it all. Yeah. And so. Uh, well, in case in case people haven't heard, because I, I actually. There, if you listen back, there are points where I stopped talking and blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I think I actually cut the podcast off and you kept recording. So there's a, a large chunk where like yelling starts to happen. That is I did not record because I was just like yeah, so thankfully. done with it. You know what I mean? I was just like, thankfully. Yeah. 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 It's like two hours long, too. I noticed because I just I just fucking I, bl- I blacked out. I don't really remember any of that. Yeah. And I don't even I don't know if. I mean, it might have been more than 14 shots because I was just counting like one Mississippi two Mississippi. So they were probably much heavier shots than I even I just wasn't keeping track man fuck man and I I don't want to make this sound like oh I think I'm an alcoholic I think I have a problem like obviously I got way too drunk I drink too much but it's not like that deep it's just just the being like it's almost like you know you're on a roller coaster and you can feel that initial creep up before you go over the top Mm -hmm. and I can feel myself creeping up a hill that I don't I don't like yeah you know ugh it's not just alcohol. It's just that dependence on an outside something to do it for me. Yeah. And I, I was actually listening to, I wanted to bring this up the other day, but uh, uh, I couldn't, I didn't find the time. It didn't happen. But I was listening to this Sadhguru video where he was talking about the uh, cannabinoid receptors. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Uh, yeah, close <laughs> enough. Like in your mind and how um, he's like, yeah, you know, scientists have found that these uh, receptors exist. Uh, but they've also found that if your body is in the right sort of, uh, I don't know, mood or form or whatever the word you want to put out there, that it can produce those things themselves. So it's wa- their body is waiting for you to produce the substance on its on its own, basically. But people like put he was like people put it in through an outside source and they sort of fuck up the system. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. To be honest with you, I don't know if I buy that. I I, buy, I totally buy that you can produce it yourself. But I think it's more like a, a trick in the system. I, I don't buy that. It's like, you know, you're supposed to like be sitting here like in fucking high as shit based on your breathing patterns and the way you're sitting. I don't buy that. Yeah. I think what actually happened was over the course of and of course, I don't mean to fucking go against Sadhguru because he's my boy and everything. But there's some things that he says every now and then where I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like I see the point. I see the point in what you're saying. And I'm still down. Like I still think that you can get yourself high in a in a weed type of high without ingesting weed. However, I don't think that it's like, so your body's like supposed to do it, you know, to itself. I think what happened was people started 
cultivating and ingesting and smoking weed way back in our history. And we were just like, yo, this shit's awesome. So there's like these systems in our body that are there because of the relationship we have with the plant. Mm. And, uh, and the way that, and the system kind of got, you know, adjusted to the, to the plant. I, I don't totally buy that. <laughs> yeah. For the record. But I, I see what he, and I, you know, he's got these, uh, he, his whole talks on like drugs and alcohol are, are what made me initially be like, fuck man, maybe I'm doing this wrong. You know, maybe I really am fucking up because he was saying, uh, something like, uh, if you knew just how to sit here and, and be blissful, you wouldn't even want to touch a drug. It's just, it, it's not the like, oh, I don't do that shit. You know, you would just like, you'd already be blissed out. So what would you need? And I'm like, all right, sound guru, give me the fucking secrets. Oh, uh, $155 for that fucking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that is uh that is a little tricky. That's I think that's part of the I don't know what that is, man. It's it's there there's doubt in my mind when when money comes into the picture cuz I'm like, really do we have to fucking pay for this shit? Like that doesn't seem right the fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know how I think it is? I think it's just that he it's such a tight system. He's he's got like so many fucking charitable things going on that it's like if you want to fucking sit in your living room you know, the information's already out there. You know, you can read Raja Yoga by Vivekananda. There are things in there that you can just sit down and do. You know, there, there's plenty of free material out there. So why aren't you doing it already? Because you don't know what works. Well, I can tell you what works, but you're going to have to pay for that. And he takes that money and he turns it into yoga centers. And, you know, he plant, he has the world record for the uh, number of trees planted in a day. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. He planted 800,000 trees in a day. Holy Not shit, himself, that's awesome. But yeah, he was responsible for it. So, I mean, if you think about it that way, because I heard him say something about that, where somebody was pissed that he was charging for yoga classes. And he was like, well, I used to have them out in the middle of nowhere, like on a farm. And uh, then people, and he was like, I would do it for free, and, you know, maybe for a little bit of money or something, or people would give donations. But then people didn't want to come all the way out to the to the rural areas. So I had to move into the city and I had to pay rent. So that's when I, you know, you charge people because you have to you have to pay these things. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, man, I'm down because he couldn't be doing the other things he was doing if he if he gave the information out for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess my my fear comes from like the um, the idea that there are like people. I mean, because we deal with a lot of fucking hustlers all the time, you know, people who are who are peddling something and it turns out to be total bullshit because they're just trying to make a quick buck and i guess i guess i i i'm always hesitant when money comes into it because i'm like are you just trying to scam me fucking jew that's why that's totally why (laughs) that's totally why (laughs) no but uh i might be we got this ancestry.com shit going on my family right now we might be polish jews and the, the the thing that's so funny is like the 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 fact that anti anti semitism still exists because everybody in my family was like, "Hey guys, I have some bad news. <laughs> like, no! we, like, like, like we might be Jewish." Like everybody was like, "No, oh, that's, that's hilarious." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to pay it, man, but I don't have money in my budget. I'm I'm trying to become more responsible with my fucking life, and I put like set my budget out, and I was like, "Oh, I'm fucked." Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm basically eating like rice and butter for like six months. Yeah, 
while I pay some of this shit down. Yeah, well, then the other night when, when you were super drunk, I don't know if you remember this, but you wanted us to put each other into uh, three categories, the hell realm, the earth realm, and the heaven realm. Does this ring a bell yeah. to you? Okay, you remember Yo, this? Yeah, okay. I remember that. Okay. I remember that. I remember I put you at in hell, Jasmine on earth, and me in heaven. Yeah, yeah, twice you did it. You kept putting yourself in heaven, and I was like, fuck this guy. Fuck this drunk yeah, asshole. Yeah, because... I, I still I still would do that right in this moment. I would still would categorize this, this that way because heaven is not it. Heaven is a great trap. It's a great trap to be in. And I'm very concerned with getting to heaven in a, you know, in that kind of idealistic way. It's not a good I don't if you're not if you don't put a judgment on any of them. It's I think that that is fair because Jasmine is very much about although she might be in hell. I don't know. That, that one I would have to revisit. But the, the idea I was going with was that Jasmine is all about, like, passion and human nature, you know, the, the, the drives of emotion and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you talk a lot about, like, anxiety and, and going in circles and being confused and that kind of stuff. And that's, like, hell. Yeah. And heaven is just, I mean, without the Judeo-Christian fucking bullshit, really what it means to me is, like... um I don't know, man. It does sound like I was fucking like, well, I'm in heaven because I'm the good one. Well, yeah, you and, know? I, yeah, and I, I had I, I know that a lot of the times like you've even said this to me uh, a couple times where you're like, sometimes I'll say something and I don't realize that it sounds. To other people, like it's like an asshole thing, but in my head, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, like internally, you're yeah. not trying to be a dick, but it comes off as being a dick. And so I was aware yeah, to me. He- Heaven isn't like heaven isn't that great to yeah, me. Yeah. Heaven is like it's like another step along the way. Yeah. It's not like the end result. So like to me, it's like well, you're still not there. I was aware of that too, and I was like, he might he might not be like doing it for that reasons. But at the same time, I was I was so done that I was like, oh, this motherfucker, he's gonna keep putting himself in heaven, huh? He's gonna keep. Oh yeah, he's in heaven. Man, maybe if I should if I could revisit that, then Jasmine would be in heaven, I would be in hell, and you would be on earth. Because as hard as I'm trying, I still feel like I have such little control and that I'm just running on inertia, mm. mostly. I feel like you are in a place where I don't think, I mean, I can't really say, obviously, because I'm not in your head. I don't know what your trip is about. But it seems to me like it, it seems less, um, this, your situation seems like less of a gravity less heavy than I feel my trip is. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine, I feel like, is not really concerned with all that shit. She's just trying to live her life and go to work and fucking come home, you know? Yeah. Make some money and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I found myself today being totally uh, invested in stand-up comedy, man, like the whole day. And I, I thought about that the whole conversation we had as far as, like, it did feel like it was a very earthy thing. Like, I was really concerned with, like, worldly shit going on because I was like, listening to stand up all day, thinking about jokes, thinking about all this shit. And <clears throat> it was nice. Um, I thought of you specifically cause you've been on a stand up kick recently and I was listening to Anthony Jeselnik's uh, albums. I don't know if you've heard of him, but his yeah. jokes are so crisp, but his gimmick kind of is that he just like, he says like the most horrible shit possible. So all of his jokes are like, you think it's going to go one way and then it just goes down this like really disturbing kind of path. 
mm-hmm. but it's they're always really funny. But I listened to a, I listened to two of his specials today, like back to back, and 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 after a while, if you listen to it long enough, you can just hear the pattern of like set up, set up, set up, and you can almost there was a couple jokes that I guessed the ending because I was like, oh, I see exactly where the fuck this is going because mm-hmm. it's the pattern is so clear now that he'll set it up and it'll be the worst possible thing you could say from there and. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I do comedy, but it became very clear to me that I was like, "This is you could pinpoint where this a lot of this stuff's going." That being said, I think it was pretty. I, I, he's he's really funny. He's very successful, and and but I did I did have an issue where I started like worrying about the standup because I I got so invested in this guy's voice that I was like I wrote a joke or two that sounded exactly like something he would say, and I sent mm-hmm. it to a friend of mine, CD Schultz. Shout out to CD Schultz. And, and uh, I sent it to another friend as well, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, that's a really great, ri- like, that's a great joke you wrote, but it doesn't sound like you. Like, it doesn't sound like your voice. It sounds like really mean. Because it was, it was a really mean joke. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote basically. I'll just tell you the joke because I'm not going to use it on stage. But um, it was basically like, yeah, my grandfather found out that he had cancer on his birthday, and that bummed me out because I wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. that's funny, man. Uh, all right. you, have, you have a few jokes like that, though. You have a few jokes that are, like, kind of dark, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, you guys I, I, just I'm got not, to see I, the ground floor of this grand spanking new gonna be joke. Your fucking, that's going to be your fucking joke, man. That's one, the one that gets you on fucking the, the late joke. night yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm no, but, a, but that know, is man. like... If it's funny, it's funny. That is, like, point by point a Jesselnik kind of joke where I just took his exact formula, his structure, I guess it's not his either, but that's how all, all pretty much all of his jokes are structured. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, here's a setup and then I'm just going to flip it on you. So it makes me look like a monster basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, if, if that's like the only joke you have going, then like, like you said, you can hear the endings and it's like, Oh, he's the guy that does that kind of humor. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you have one or two jokes like that in your set, then it's a surprise to the people in the audience. They didn't see it coming. And I think the only way that you can keep that element of surprise is by switching up the style of joke. So you have a dark joke, like a Nickelback, whatever the fuck his name is, joke. And then you have a joke that sounds like Tom Segura. And then you have a joke that sounds like Louis C.K. And then you have a joke that sounds like Dave Chappelle. You know, and you just keep switching the style. Because if you if you think it's funny and you wrote the joke... It's your joke. It's your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I do. I I hear what you're saying about the rhythm of it, because that's what I um. It's a similar thing that happens with bands. Um, you can like, you hear a song and you can be like, oh, this that's this band. Like Coldplay is one of those bands that it's like every song has this like. They have like four different types of songs. One starts really slow and then it like builds. Another one starts slow and it kind of kicks in at some point. Another one's kind of starts fast right away or they go or they start loud and they get soft. Right. There's like these archetypes of songs and they have like four of each on their album. and They mix them up so they don't you don't hear it. It doesn't sound monotonous throughout each album. But if you listen to all their albums, that's why I used to get high as fuck and listening to Coldplay all like for hours because it's just the same song with different variations of notes and words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel Which, that way. It's about, nice, but... Well, I guess we had this conversation before, but I kind of, I felt that way about the Black Keys, but when I really think about it, they do have a lot of various, they they have like a different sound per album, I suppose. But some of their early stuff are kind, of, kind of runs together for me. A couple of those, couple of those mm-hmm. albums in a row, I was just like, it, and it's not a bad sound. I like the sound, but you know, it's just, 
I had like yeah, four albums sure. on my uh, iPod, and I was like, I don't need all these four <laughs> albums. I only need like one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, their their early ones. They recorded. I want to say I know they recorded the. I want to say the the second and third one or the third and fourth one. Anyway, they recorded like all their songs at once, pretty much. So the once album, I want to say it's called Rubber Factory. They recorded that whole thing in a day. And I think the other album, it took like two weeks or something like that, which is like insane for an album because some bands spend two weeks on a single song. You know, they just do take after take and they adjust this and switch out this snare for that. And, you know, then they send it to the, the editors and the fucking sound engineers. So when they're like sitting there, you know, you get into certain moods. Like you just said, you listen to a bunch of this this one type of comedian and all of a sudden you're writing jokes like him. Yeah. Right. So imagine as a musician, the Black Keys, they listen to one type of music and they like figure out a setup that works. You can understand how in one day they make seven different songs that have the same kind of a vibe. Uh, I, I hear you on that. And that's one of the reasons why I really liked them to begin with was because I like that sound. But then as they, um, it's kind of like a, this kind of a graph, like an, for those of you who know, it's like an exponential kind of graph mm-hmm. if you mark their like rate of change because the first couple albums sound the same but then it's like um i want to say the album's called attack and release after attack and release they start to drastically change their sound between albums the albums still stay pretty consistent but they just they just take off in terms of the the, the sound like um brothers is like that's their yeah. one album that like sounds completely different almost than the rest you can still hear the black keys in them you're still like oh yeah this is definitely still the black keys but it sounds so different than the other ones before it yeah it's a yeah. good ass album man yeah. fuck that's a good album but i guess that like i do have i the point i was bringing up the comedy in the first place is that i do have like stretches where i i totally get not overwhelmed but i get like really engrossed in life shit I suppose you know what I mean like I I was thinking like man I really like to do comedy this is really what I want to do so I should be thinking about it more I want to structure uh some of my jokes like when I when I listen to other comedians like I'm very hard on myself as far as like what I do and I have a lot of jokes that I've forgotten about that work they're still funny I just haven't done them in a while because I'm like not obsessed but like I'm like oh I want this to go well even if it's at an open mic you know what I mean and uh, mm-hmm. so I end up doing like maybe the same 20 minutes, but I was going through, I was, when I listen to other comedians, a lot of the times it triggers like, so, uh, triggers me. Ugh. No, it, it, <laughs> it, uh, it triggers stuff in my mind. Like, oh yeah, I have that joke that I wrote. That's like on a similar subject matter or has a similar rhythm or whatever that I, mm-hmm. I, I love that joke. And I haven't done that in ages. Um, and so I was trying to formulate that stuff because, uh, I have a show on Friday that I put together at Cranky Joe's and I was thinking like I have a lot of friends. Hmm, come- Cranky Joe's. Cranky Joe's. <laughs> Cranky Joe's in East Falls. Eight o'clock on Friday if you want to come. It's five bucks, but that's mostly so I can pay the other comedians because they deserve it because I got some funny fucking people on this lineup, man. Yeah, and you know what, man? Five bucks ain't bad for any kind of show. For real. Five bucks? Come on. It's a $5 bill. It's at a bar. They're going to have like drink specials, I think. I'm not sure, but you know, come out, get some drinks. If you're in the neighborhood, have a good time. It's going to be awesome, man. Yeah. Um, everybody loves a good comedy show. Yeah. And, it, dude, you're seeing people that I think, you know, C.D. Schultz is going to be on the show. I think give him a couple years. You're going to be you're gonna be paying a lot more than five bucks to see him. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And not to toot my own horn, but I think I think the same, <laughs> the same can be said for myself. <laughs> uh, so get in while it's buy low, man. Sell high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they always tell you, right? 
Fucking save your ticket stub because you can be like, I paid five dollars for this ticket. Yeah. Now I can sell it for seven fifty on eBay. No. Yeah, they're all really funny people on that show. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I do love comedy. I I, I just feel like I I was I started to like go like, oh man, I have all this other stuff that I could try out and do because I have friends coming to this show, friends that have seen a lot of my stuff before, and I tend to do the same kind of stuff at shows because I want it to go well with the with, the, with like the new crowd or whatever. And I'm gonna do mm-hmm. some old stuff. But I was thinking, like, man, I could just mix in all this new stuff and because fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, it's not they're not bad jokes. I'm just I don't do them that often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess like thinking about like if I had to label myself as a hell, hell realm, earth realm or heaven realm, <laughs> I think I fall into all three, actually. And I think all of us probably do. Um, like you could make a case that you, me and Jasmine fit into all three categories somehow oh for sure yeah. i mean i wouldn't even say somehow i'd say yeah. that's pretty pretty easy i it, i think that would be easier for me to explain how we fit into all three categories than to put us into one um each but and i feel like uh to piggyback on what you're saying about it, it being a very earthly day for you where you're you're thinking about earth things you know this is my job i'm a comedian like blah 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 blah, blah. i think my issue is i spend so much time on earthly things because I have a full-time job and then I have to fucking do school. You know, I'm getting my master's degree. It's just like, I don't want to be on earth anymore. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be earthly anymore. I'm fucking tired of it. I've, I've been tired of being on earth for a long time. I don't mean that in like an alien sense. I mean, just the earthly sphere of working and going to school and, you know, toiling and you know, that kind of thing. It's just like, I'm so fucking tired of all the shit that I have to do yeah. that I want to be like Jesus says, you know, and this is like a common idea in the spiritual path is uh, to be in the world, but not of the world. I still feel very much that I'm of the world. I'm very much, you know, stuck on this fucking planet, man. I'm stuck. I feel like, yeah, I just want to get out. And that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. Yeah. So I don't know how to get off. I think that I think that it's um, what I'm learning a lot of the times so when I when, so I did that microdose a couple weeks ago and um, it's, it went sour. I think I might have mentioned this, but basically I start the wall started moving and shit and I did not prepare to trip that hard. Basically, like I didn't I, I, the microdose. You're not supposed to get any of those sort of acidy kind of scary side things. Basically. Right. Basically. But uh, I was getting them. And that's I was so funny to me, man, because you're not the first person who was like, man, the wall started moving. I started freaking out like the walls were breathing, man. And I was like, well, why the fuck would you take acid if you didn't want the walls to breathe? Yeah. dog?" Like <laughs> when I when I sometimes I trip and I don't get any visuals um, in that sense. Sometimes it's more just like things are I've said this, tried to explain this before, but it's like they get shiny or like glittery, or like really beautiful in that kind of a sense. But um if I don't get like those swirly kind of visuals, I'm like, oh man, come on, you know, yeah, yeah, I should have yeah. done twice the dose. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, I, I for whatever reason, well, the point is when I started fighting it, that's when it went sour, and I'm noticing that a lot of the, it really is like the Chinese finger trap, man. It's like as soon as you start pulling, that's when shit starts to get the get to be bad, and I don't really know how to, I don't really know how to tell you to stop pulling because I don't, I don't know how to stop doing it myself, but I'm, I'm seeing it in other small. In, uh, like incidents in my life, like uh, I'm trying to not sit in chairs anymore. I'm trying to sit on the ground, trying to get used to that, trying to sit half lotus, trying to just get my body 
uh, accustomed to like, okay, here's the process. You sit down, your legs fall asleep. And then when you stand up, you go through that period of like, <gasps> like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but the, the feeling, uh, when I did it today, right before we recorded, was almost like uh, when I was on. I remember when I was on the roller coaster with Jasmine, and I was just like digging my head into her shoulder right before one of the dips. You know, it's the it's the it's the exact it's the exact same feeling of like, oh shit, here comes this feeling that I don't like, and yeah. uh, and that makes it worse. And I don't know how to I don't know how to not do that, but I've been trying to breathe through it at the very least to maybe try and ease that because i'm still like mm-hmm. dude if you saw me you'd be laughing because i'm like i'm like cr- crumpled up into this chair just like holding on for dear life like oh god my leg hurts <laughs> like it's gonna because ah, it feels like it's like getting a charlie horse almost or like you know I, I don't know it's but there's a lot of tension in my body when that happens and uh i don't know how to not do that yet yeah uh, I hear that. But you said basically, you said to me that it that 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 whole experience of it being really unpleasant is based around me fighting it, and I think that is the case. And I think that is the case in a lot of things. So I'm trying to sort of reexamine like when I'm when I'm actively trying to escape from something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, the reason why I love the Bhagavad Gita is because it's it's got like it's got every kind of any kind of thing you can think your way into, there's like a, a something in there that you can look at and be like, oh, okay, my bad. That is how it works. Like, for example, when I get very much um, into trying to understand how the, how it works, uh, how, how like, uh, hmm, how do I describe this? How like you inside your body, right? How does, how do you relate to your body? And um, how does your body relate to the outside universe? And there's like a whole chapter about nature and how nature works and how you know your body is it's essentially like i mean it's kind of it's going to sound crazy but it it works when you look at what they actually mean your body is essentially just five the five elements earth air uh water wind it's air earth water fire yeah wind and space um and it's uh your intelligence your ego false ego um, something else, something else, but everything is just an interaction of those things. And you can, you can think of all of those things, including your mind, your intelligence as your body, those are, and your ego, this thing that is like, Oh, this is me sitting here. I'm doing something. All of those are just your body and just subtler forms of your body. And then what you are is the knower of, of all of those things. You can, you can know all of those things. You, you aren't any of them. You're not your mind or your intelligence. You're just using them to do something, you know? You're sitting behind it all, kind of watching it all. It, they say it's the field, and you're the knower of the field, right? So that's when I get into, like, because sometimes I'll be sitting here and being like, oh, I need to keep my back straight. I need to, like, ugh, like, what is this feeling? And, like, blah, 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 blah. It helps me to, it helps remind me, like, you're, this is, you're just the knower of the field. So let your ego, let your mind, let your intelligence let the, you know, air come into your lungs, let your body feel solid like the earth, you know, let the blood flow through your body as, as like the water, you know, it helps to kind of, and your senses, I forgot your senses, they're very important, you know, you're feeling things, okay, but that's not you, that's your skin making contact with the air, you know, it, it helps to kind of c- categorize things like that. Recently, the thing that I've been uh, repeating in my head is do your work, but don't be attached. And that's one of the main thrusts of the Bhagavad Gita is that 
it's karma yoga, which is essentially doing using you have to do things you have to act you have to do you know go to work you have to breathe you have to you know do stuff you have to go to the store you know but instead of seeing that as like oh it's getting in my way you know i i want to just meditate or i want to you know sing or whatever i wish i could be doing something else just do what you have to do let that shit happen but just don't be attached so let's say you have to go to the store just go to the fucking store you don't have to be thinking the whole time like, oh, my leg hurts, hurts though. Like, I don't know if I want to. Like, oh, but what if what if something happens along the way? Like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, just go to the fucking store, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm doing a job, 8 to fucking 4.30. They extended my day, long story short. But I have to do this fucking job I don't want to do every day because of lots of reasons. And so that's one of the things that really fucking drags on me because it's, it's such an intense job and I have to use my mind because it's science. And I, I get stuck in my head partially because I'm using it all day to do my job, which is essential for my life. So this thought of, you know, just do your work, but don't be attached. That's what I've been clinging to because it's the most helpful thought. And I, you know, the, the term work, I don't just mean work as in job. I, I mean, like, let's say, you know, let's say if you want to meditate, that's, that's work, you know, just... But a lot of times I'll be like, oh, should I meditate? I could just watch a show. Should I clean something? If you want to meditate, just fucking meditate. Sit down and do it. Don't be so attached. Don't be so personally involved with what you're doing. It doesn't help anything at all. In fact, it just makes it worse. And it goes with exactly with what you're saying about, you know, you want to practice sitting in half lotus, just do it. And when you get up and your leg starts to fucking freak out because the nerve is awaking back up after you've been pinching it for 30 uh, minutes. Just fucking get up and let your leg do what it has to do. Just let your, to bring it back to the other material thing, or the, the nature, let your let your your leg, let the blood flow through it, you know, water. Let the fire happen, which is your nerve, that like, that uh, your nerves, like that sparkling, cracking kind of feeling that happens when it's waking back up. It's like pins and needles, that's what they call it. Just let that shit happen. It's just your... It's just nature interacting with itself. It's not not even you at all. You're not even doing any of that. It's just nature interacting with itself. So just let it happen. Don't be so attached. You yeah. Know? Do your work, but don't be attached. I've been saying that to myself like a thousand times a day. Yeah. It's tough, though. It's, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I, I get, uh, it's so I, frustrating I get so attached to the... Yeah, me too. Because uh, I because I felt... I really did feel like I went through this this period... Last year, I always fucking talk about this shit, and it makes me angry because it's like I'm just kind of holding on to this fucking memory. You know what I mean? Because because to me, it just felt so fucking. It just felt so real. It just felt like, oh yeah, finally. And I was going about my day, being like, I was doing stand up, and I didn't care how I did. I was just doing it, and I was like, wow, all these people are here. This is awesome. And then almost as a result of that, I felt like. My performance was getting better. I was having more fun with it. You know, I was able to talk to people and not be fucking weird about it. And 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 I, and, and this memory has kind of, I mean, this experience has kind of changed me uh, overall. I'd say, like before, when I started doing stand up, I was afraid to go to open mics. I was afraid to talk to people. I was afraid to do all this shit. And then this kind of experience happened where I was like, you know, I'm a lot of this stuff. I'm bull. I'm bullshitting myself. I'm telling myself that like people are out to get me, or people are not gonna be nice. But everybody's really nice. Everybody's thinking the exact same fucking thing. So really, you have nothing to be afraid of. And if you meet an asshole, 
that's there's nothing you can do about that really other than be like hi hmm. yeah yeah wow oh, you're an asshole you're a fucking <laughs> asshole uh but you know you don't have to be like fuck you you asshole because um, yeah. that does and, and a lot of people who i thought were jerks when i first met them after a while of just being like hi how are you i'm just gonna keep being nice to you they're not assholes they're just they just they just think they are, <laughs> you know what I mean? At first, yeah. or, the, or the, you know, and then, and they then you're like, like, "That's who. That's who they have to be." Yeah, but then they, they like, "Oh, I don't have to do that shit." I, you're a nice person. You're not out to get me. Nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, man. And, and so, I, but it, it's a frustration because uh, even then, I don't, I don't think it was like a pure experience. Oh, it was a pure experience, but it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't all the way, I suppose, because I did have those thoughts of like, "Oh, I really hope I don't lose this." And, uh, because it just, it just felt like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I remember coming to your apartment once and being like, dude, I, I don't need to smoke weed. I don't need to do any of this shit. And then I did it because I didn't believe myself, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It does make sense. And, uh, it's so, I, I, I hate that I keep bringing it up because I know that I'm just clinging to it and it's probably, I probably should be able, I want to be able to let that go too, probably. Cause I know that's probably the way to get back. You know what I mean? Is to, yeah, maybe, is, is but, to like, but maybe the way to get back is also to remind yourself of what you're shooting for anyway. Yeah. You know, that's what, I mean, I used to say this man back in the day, but I totally forgot, you know, like the point of doing drugs or the reason why I started doing drugs was because I realized that there was this crazy situation that you could make for yourself where you hop out of your normal everyday existence and you can like look around through different colored glasses, essentially, right? It's like you can see things differently in a different kind of way. And I, I at the, when I first started smoking, I first started taking Adderall, drinking, like that kind of thing. It, I would, I would do it and then I would come back, you know, to being sober and I would, try to um, take something with me. That was always my concept. Always take something back with you. You know, use the drugs to learn something, but then take something back with you, you know, so that you can know what to do. And I I forgot, I totally forgot about that. And I just have been using drugs as a way to like, oh, I need to feel better. Like, you know, I want to, I wish I want to relax. So I'm going to use a drug instead of just like fucking relaxing. Yeah. Um, But, and so acid really kind of yanked me out of that in, in a lot of ways. And I I was reminded of like I, I kept having this experience on acid. Like I kept being like, this is just like when I first started smoking weed. Like it's like this crazy thing, and I'm seeing things clearly, and I can I, I'm seeing things clearly, you know. But like you said, you always have that fear of like, well, what if I lose this? And so my thought on acid was like, I'm seeing things clearly what if I start abusing this? Like I started abusing weed. Like what if I just start smoking every day and drinking every day? Like, and it, it loses its ability. Then what will I do? You know, like then what am I going to do? Um, but so far it hasn't lost it for me because I think just the nature of it, it's so intense and it can go South, you know, yeah. that you learn to respect it in a different way. I think. Oh yeah. It, I, I, that third microdose I took, I took it on a whim and that was a big mistake. I realized like immediately like, Oh no, like you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to, you're that's not, not the way it's that's, supposed well, to happen. It, well, it'll tell you itself. It's almost like it's got its own, it's got its own agenda. Like, Hey man, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, right? like, Can't use me like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the first time was free. It was fine. We had a great day. 
but that's not what I'm all about. <laughs> that's yeah, not what nah. I'm all about. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what, man? Honestly, like, this weekend I was going to trip, and I could have snuck it in there, but I just was like, you know what? It's not the time, you know? It's just not the time. I need more, I need it to be a little bit more spacious. Like, I'm feeling too heavy right now, you know? Because when you, when I go in, like, for, I mean, I've been in a bad mood lately. I mean, <laughs> psychiatrists would call it a quote-unquote major depression because i've been depressed for a long time <laughs> sorry i just like that quote-unquote major depression yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was funny dude i went to a psychiatrist the only time this motherfucker man i went in there and i was like he was you know going through first of all he I, we sit down he's not even looking at me he pulls out a checklist of symptoms do you experience this do you experience that do you experience that uh, how long has it been for that how long has it been? <laughs> and then he just turns to me and he goes yeah well you've got what we call a major depression I was like, my dog, that's what I fucking came here for. What yeah. you, like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for, I mean, I just thought I was, it was depression. Now yeah. I know it's a major it's a depression. Major so depression. fuck you. But a major depression just means it's been going on for a long time. Um, and it's not like a crazy thing. It, I hop in and out of these kinds of things from uh, time to time in my life. Uh, the point I was trying to make was, oh, that in times like these, I know what I have to do. I know what's causing it. It's just the depression comes because I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to actually do what I need to do. And I know if I take acid, it's just going to show me the same thing, just in a more intense form. And I can't, I can't take a more intense form right now. I just can't do it. And I don't need it right now, you know? So, and I, I like that, that it has its own kind of corrective mechanism, you know? It's like, it's just going to make it, it's going to make whatever's going on inside of you so intense that something is going to break somewhere. It's going to break you. You're going to break through something somewhere and you want it to go upward. You know, if you want to, if you can work with the metaphor, you want it to break you into a different level of like uh, awareness or happiness or, you know, whatever, whatever that the, the experience you had the first time you took it, where it's like, Ah, oh, oh, that's right. This is this is possible. That's right. I I can feel like this, you know? Like it's been like a it's been a while since I felt like this. This the kind of light, happy kind of things are are, are intense but in a good way, you know? Mm. Oh, th that color is so beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But it can break you down in a sense where you look at something and the color is just hideous, you know? You look at your own face, like Jasmine was talking about this one time, and I had a similar experience, where sometimes I, look, I would look in the mirror on acid and just be like, I am fucking gross. I am overweight and dirty and unkept. I need to shave, you know, I'm just fucking disgusting. Um, and that can happen too. So, I mean, once you have those experiences, it, I, I, you know, it kind of teaches you, like, there is a way to do this. It can be very helpful. But it's not, it's not for you to abuse, you know? Yeah. And the only, I think my issue with, with weed and alcohol is that alcohol to some degree has it because, you know, you get super drunk, you start yelling at your best friends. Obviously, that's going to that's gonna wake you up to something. Yeah. Also, I mean, and that's the other issue, too, is that I don't get very hungover. I can drink a lot of alcohol well, before I get really Well, you can easily really abuse hungover. both of those, basically. And you can get yeah, kind of what you want out of them for the time being. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is it, it, it they don't have that corrective mechanism. Where no, it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can abuse them and keep abusing them, and it's, like, weed especially is never going to, like, punch you in the mouth and be like, you have to stop abusing me. In fact, the more weed you do, the more you, like, accustomed you get to the, 
you know, the negative things stop happening after a while. If you just keep smoking and smoking, I mean, there are some other effects that happen, but you know, for the most part, most people, when they say like, oh, I'm paranoid, I, I get freaked out. It's just because you got too high too fast. And like, you're just not used to being that sensitive to what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. But if you get high, you know, frequently over a course of time, you can do that same dose you did the first time and not freak out at all and yeah. still be as high, you know. But yeah, fuck, man. I love acid. I think uh, I knew it when I started taking it that I wanted it to be the only drug that I take. But it's been a it's been a fucking... I feel like I'm rolling downhill a hill with like really sharp rocks right now because I use drugs to like, like ramp my system up to such a, like I was getting so high and I was drinking so much. And I mean, not, it was, is like, you know, last fucking week. This is not like I'm talking about years ago. I, I just did so much of it that it, it's the coming down. Like Ramdas talks about, it's the coming down that it's just like, fuck, I just can't keep doing this. Yeah. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, dude. Mercury's in retrograde, group. bro. <laughs> I know. It's, it's coming back around, fuck, man. Whatever the fuck it is. Whatever the fuck all those dum-dums were posting. Oh, my God. What? Who? Oh, people on Facebook were posting about how Mercury's in some kind of retrograde or something. And it's not to say that... Look, my, my thing, I'm not saying maybe there is some truth to that. I have no idea. But I feel like the people who say shit like that have have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Not to be judgmental, but yeah. it's like, you know... Like what kind of what kind of experiences have you had that make you believe that you know because yeah. you read some shit in a newspaper you know what I mean what the fuck what is that yeah and I I do feel I do feel a similar way too where I'm sort of like just starting to realize like the the feeling of like being out out of control I guess uh, is becoming very intense I suppose like. I don't know if they would classify me as having a major depression, maybe just a maybe just a, <laughs> a minor, minor depression. Uh, but like I, you know, I, every now and then uh, I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Fuck this again!" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and it's like like I I fell asleep today. I, I fell asleep around like six o'clock because I was just like. I, I was just dicking around, man. I just fell asleep. I happened to fall. Asleep. I haven't been sleeping well. I've been like. I've been like having really bad nights where I've been having remembering like four or five of my dreams, which means I was kind of waking up in the middle of REM sleep multiple fucking times throughout the night, whether it's to go to the bathroom, whether it's because my neck was hurting, whether it's because whatever the fuck, but I just haven't had comfortable sleeps. So I think that's why I fell asleep actually, but it was so peaceful for like that hour that I was out. And then I woke up and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, you yeah. know, Mm -hmm. like, God yep. damn Dude, that's that that's like one of my the first signs that I because I I in myself because of all this reading I've been doing I tie it to uh you know there's three modes of nature in yoga there's uh tamas which is inertia and heavy gravity and bad things you know quote unquote bad there's rajas which is act, action and passion and movement and then there's sattva which is stillness and calmness and peace you know and happiness goodness um when I, when, when I wake up in the morning and all I want to do is go back to sleep, which is essentially every morning now, like every morning I'm just getting up and like, fuck, does this have to be over? Like, like my, I've set my alarm for five 30 and pretty much every day I've been getting up at seven 30, just shutting the alarm back off and being like, fuck that. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to be in this day yet. I can't do it. I'm going to prolong this as long as possible. And that that's the sign. I know it's like, it's happening again. You know, I'm falling into 
inertia and heaviness and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's the thing that really frustrates me personally, me, me, <laughs> is uh, that I can see how all of this works intellectually, theoretically. I can see how it all works. I can see how everything's related. I can watch myself doing things and being like, yep, this is going to be bad. This is going to turn out awful. You, I mean, eventually this is going to have to stop or it's going to be fucking terrible. And yet it just keeps going and going yeah. and going and going and going. I ate some ice cream for breakfast. I knew it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew it was a terrible well because the thing is I got invited out my aunt invites me over yesterday my or my cousin man I wish me. I had your problems man well no, no this is look look this is a, it is a problem it's a it's a it's a food problem because I have a I have an unhealthy relationship with food where I just eat when I'm bored and I'm constantly fucking bored so I'm constantly fucking eating like just the dumbest shit like I'll get a thing of hummus and I'll I'll eat it like in one night and I'll be like there was no reason for that there was no reason. <laughs> Like, so, so I go over to my aunt's house and she's like, Hey, so I, I, we ordered some pizza. You want to come over and hang out? And I was like, sure. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Let me go over. She's like, I've ordered two extra large. This is for three people. (laughs) This is for three people, by the way, two extra large pizzas, one extra large pepperoni stromboli. Uh, Oh God. Uh, fucking one for each of you. So broccoli bites. And Dude, like some she other like Jasmine. shit. Jasmine, Jasmine orders like that. Like when I when I order food, a lot of times I'll be like, uh, "Yeah, give me a cheesesteak." They're like, "You want fries with that?" No. You want a drink? No. Just give me the cheesesteak. Like that's fine. Jasmine will be like, "All right, you want to order pizza? Cool, let's order pizza." She like orders it on her phone. She's scrolling through the menu. She hands me the phone. Like, is there anything else you want? I look on this fucking app, and there's pizza, mac and cheese bites, French fries, shrimp. You know three different kinds of drinks. I'm like, what in the fuck? What, of course, how could I possibly want anything else? You're already yeah. buying half the store. Like, yeah, I kept funny. saying like, look, I, 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 I'll, I'm going to help you eat this. But like, I told myself I was going to eat better. Now I'm in a position where I feel like I, I have to, I have to fucking eat like a bunch of this shit to sort of, I don't know. I was like, you ordered all of this for three yeah, people. Right? Why would you do that? What the <laughs> That's fuck? Silly. I mean, it was yeah. good, but what a burden. And then like, you know, and then like, my mother bought me some ice cream and praise the Lord. And, and, and I had some leftover pizza and I was like, look, man, I'm going to eat this shit at some point. I might as well take the hit right fucking now. <laughs> that's really, that's really my logic. That's really, no, my- I, I, I've, I've used that rationalization to eat things before. Yeah. I know I'm going to have to eat this at some point. Might as well be now. Might as well just I'll get work it, it over with. Yeah, exactly. I'll fucking work it off later. Yeah, uh, I know I'm in the danger zone too, man. Because honestly, when I when I'm high or like whether it's Adderall, coffee, weed, you know, anything, I I get well not necessarily with weed for special reasons, but I get a, uh, less attached to food. You know, food was my first drug as a kid. I would just go to the kitchen and be like, you know, I shove. I dude, oh, I used to eat so much fucking bread when I was a kid, and I mean, like I'm talking about like. 10 pieces of bread per night not God like in a damn. sandwich that's not a loaf, toast dude. yeah i would eat like half i'd be I, it would be this crazy thing that i can still see myself doing where i would reach up there i'd grab the bread take two go and eat it i'd come back take two go back and eat it i'd come back take two and be like oof that's kind of a significant chunk of bread missing like yeah. ooh, oh well go back eat it take two more go back and eat it take two more and then after i'm like oh god oh i can't even move i don't even want any more bread i go back and i look at the thing and i'm like well 
my dad's going to be pissed at me tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it got to the point where I knew exactly I had a I, I knew exactly what four pieces of bread felt like in my hand because I got so used to grabbing and reaching for bread. It's so crazy, man. And I still I see it with alcohol now. Like I'll, I'll pour like one heavy drink and be like, eh, that's not that much. You know, it's like it's a heavy drink, but you know, I'm a drinker. I can fucking handle that. Now, after the first drink, I go for a second one. And then after the second one, I'm, I'm now I'm not even keeping track. And it's not until like the end of the night where I'm like, you know. Have you ever had that this thing where the uh, you're looking at like a TV screen or a person's face and the, it keeps like shifting up in your field of vision? Mm. You know what I mean? It's almost it's like a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you get so dizzy that shit is like you can't focus on anything because yeah. it's all just swimming in front of you. Yeah, I hate yeah, that. that's how. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's how I know. I don't necessarily hate it, but that's when I know when to stop drinking because it's like, well, you're about to throw up or pass out, so just cool it you know yeah. so I'll, I'll be like in that mode like oh shit i drank half this bottle that's probably not good <laughs> you know and then i'll put it back it's i just push things way too far yeah yeah me too i mean i i, I smoked some weed with a friend of mine the other day i'll allegedly allegedly <laughs> uh and like you know he had this giant bong this thing was a si- allegedly he had this giant bong that was like this humongous thing and so like you know taking I, I haven't really been smoking that much weed so taking one hit on that thing is like I'm fucking, whoa, I'm baked, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, hey, you want to smoke again? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, no. But then I was just like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I just like push, I do the same thing. I push things too far because I'm like, ah, well, it's here. You know, I'm probably just going to do it anyway. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this ice cream anyway. I'm going to eat this pizza anyway. I could just not eat it. I could just throw it out. But... I'm like, well, that's wasteful. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? Then you come up with all these bullshit excuses that like or arguments that don't even really like you don't even believe that it's wasteful. Yeah. It's like, you know, OK, it's wasteful, but it would be worse to put that in my body than it would be to throw it in the trash. Exactly. But, yet, but you still use that as an argument because it's like, all right, yeah, 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 now I can eat it. Cool, cool, cool. Like, you, know? you know, there are kids in so Africa funny, that don't man. even have weed. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to smoke that. bro. It's for them. I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for them. <laughs> Oh, one time my grandma said that when we were all at a family get-together. She goes, uh, don't you know there are kids in Africa that don't have food? And my uncle goes, name one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. So there That's you go, a good one. kids. That's the move. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. She was not happy Fuck with man. that. I got problems, dog. We all Trying to problems, fucking solve man. them, but. Yeah. You know, and it's the thing, what really gets me in all of this, and what makes me, it's, a, it's another one of those things, um, I'll just stick with yoga. I really like yoga as a philosophy and like a way of doing things and blah, blah, blah. Because it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to believe in gods or no God. You can believe in whatever the fuck you want. But yoga is just about bringing things into balance. And the, the Sadhguru is kind of the modern yogi of, of YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like, for example, I'm making that distinction on purpose because someone like Muji, for example, I think is also a self-realized being, but he's what what would be classified as like a Vedantist, V-E-D-A-N-T-A, Vedanta is his school of philosophy. But I like yoga because it incorporates so many things. And the why I keep coming back to yoga over and over and over again is because there's this like, um, you know, I took acid and... I went like full circle where I went through, I was like, I'm on a drug. This is awesome. This is crazy. And then at, by the end of it, I was like, yeah, but this is also just still me. And I can still be this bliss and this happiness and this beauty. I can still be this if I figure out how to do it. I'm just not doing this well. I'm not doing my life well right now. And Sadhguru will say the same thing. And he'll say, 
you know, you're only using drugs. To, and I just heard Ramdas say the same thing too, like 20 minutes ago or an hour ago before we started this, where you're only using drugs to try and um, deal with the pain of not being in yoga or not being in balance. You know, you're, you're out of balance. And right now I'm using tons of drugs and alcohol to try and to deal with the pain of not being balanced out. So why the fuck don't I just balance myself out, you know? And Sadhguru will say, you know, instead of doing the drugs, just figure out how to become balanced. And you can just sit here and be like every cell in your body, it feels like, is, is having an orgasm at once. You know, you can sit here and just be totally ecstatic by sitting and breathing. It's possible for a human being. And that's the kind of shit that makes me go like, man, that there, that is what I'm going for essentially is like, you know, that thing, that's yoga. It's perfect yoga. When I you're in perfect balance. I want to be blissed out, man. Fuck. That's I what everybody wants. Blissed out. That's what everybody wants. Uh, exactly. I want to so be hard. sedated. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't, man. I don't want to be sedated. Uh, I just, I just choose to sedate myself because I don't know what else to do. That's what it is. I don't know what else to do. So I just drink myself to sleep. Essentially, you damn. know, grandkids do 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 grandpa. Does grandpa still have a major depression? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. The most major depression. Damn. This depression is going on 47 years. <laughs> Dude, I often think what it's like if they if they actually do listen to this show from the beginning to the end. What a what a crazy fucking trip we've been on. I mean, like, honestly, because yeah. we'll have those. I mean, we had that. I, I didn't even I, I didn't add it in. But I mean. Literally the other day when when I, I cut it off because it was getting too annoying for me, but Adam at the end of this was just yelling like, "I don't want to be, I don't want to go here. You keep yeah. pushing me here, and I don't want to fucking be here." And I was like, "All right, good night, man." Like, it was like, it like, but like, <laughs> it was really, really rough. And I hope we captured yeah. some of that. I'm sorry if I cut it off. I was so annoyed in no, the no, moment. I'm, I'm glad you did, dude, because I listened back to like five minutes of it. I was like, you know what, motherfucker? You're going to sit here and listen to what you sounded like. That's yeah. going to be your fucking punishment for, for doing that on top of, you know, all the other shit that I already punished myself for. But I listened to five minutes of it and I was like, oh, God, this is like this is everything that I don't want to be. You know, this is how did this happen? Like, how did this how did this happen to me? That's what I kept thinking, like what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? And it's it's too easy to be like, oh, you were just too drunk. Like, yeah, I was too drunk. But when I used to get too drunk, I used to be blissed out. I used to just be, I mean, I would be dizzy and fucking feeling sick. But if somebody came up to me and, and said like, hey, what's up, man? I'd be like, yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Like, let's party. You know, that kind of a thing. But now it's, I was like yelling and screaming and I was so angry. It's just, ugh. And I told this to Jasmine the next day morning when I was still drunk at like seven o'clock in the morning I was like it's just I I feel all this like grossness and un whatever inside and I don't know how to uh, I should have just said I'm struggling I need help I need to figure this out I'm you know blah 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 but instead because I don't know how to do that, I just drank myself silly until it just poured out the wrong way. It yeah. just came all out the wrong way. And she got her feelings really hurt, you know, rightfully so, because I kept saying, like, I just want to go to a cave and meditate. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do I, remember. I barely Dude, remember that. trust me, I remember, all right? I was pretty much <laughs> sober throughout that whole thing. I lived through it. Oh, no, it. <laughs> I know. But I didn't, know, I didn't know if you were actually listening at that point, because I probably would have stopped listening at, at a certain point. But I kept saying, like, I just want to go to a cave and get away from it and just meditate and be in a cave. And she heard that as, like, 
you know, getting away from her, essentially. And yeah. I was like, that is not... The next day, I was like, that's not what it is. I essentially want to get away from myself, I, you know? I want to get away from all this shit in here that I don't like. And it has nothing really to do with you. Yeah. In the best possible way. It has nothing to do with you why I want to go to a fucking cave. But that's such, such a cop-out, man. Go into a fucking cave. And that's why I like the Bhagavad Gita, karma yoga. You don't have to go to a cave and meditate. You can, every day, when I go to work, I can treat that as you know, meditation, just ha- if, you, if you can go to work all day and be unattached and just not, you know, you're not personally involved with like, oh God, I have to do this. And what if I forgot to do that? And blah, blah, blah. You, you did it. You know, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Fuck, man. <laughs> but it's just every day I wake up and I just know how far I have to go. It's tough, man. Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Uh, the chaser episode. Like <laughs> yeah. It- we drank a lot of water before this one. <laughs> like, we ate a bunch of bread and water. <laughs> we, Dude, it's so funny that I drank a bunch of water. I I exercised. I'm just at this point. It's like um that Amy Winehouse song where she's like, "I stayed up, cleaned the house. At least I'm not drinking." And that's how I feel right now. It's like you know if if I don't have some drug to turn to, one way or the other, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, all right, I'll clean. I'll cook my meal, my lunch for tomorrow. I'll work out, you know, like, fuck, like, I just keep running through these things of like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? Because I have to figure out what works, man. I have to figure out something. Yeah. So grandkids, did I figure it out? Probably not, man. I'm probably gonna end up sad and depressed like all the other fucking people in America. Oh, no, don't say that, man. Don't say that. I, I think... I think we got a shot, man. We at least have a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's... I feel like that's why the stakes feel so high to me is because I... Uh, I know I'm so close, not because of, not because I feel like, oh, well, I'm a great yogi. I'm sitting here unattached and I have all these powers. I I know we're close in the sense of, you know, if you can put it in perspective of like the reincarnation game, you know, it's so lucky. I feel so lucky to be, to have access to this information and to, to see the value in it and to want to actually do those things that they suggest doing. I know that all those that combination of things, I'm so fucking lucky. There's so many people who don't give a shit and they're just they're like wrecking balls, fucking wrecking everything. Very similar to me, but it's just that I have this desire that I know I'm I'm so close to something, you know? I don't know what it is exactly, but I know I'm so I I can taste it. You know, I'm in a misty room and I, or like a foggy room and I can I just start to make out the silhouette of something, you know? And it's yeah. like, what? Oh, just give it to me now. Fuck. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel better. I feel encouraged, I suppose. But I feel better what? than I did last week. I don't even know if I, or last episode. I don't even know if we said I feel better because I fucking man. did not. I was you know like, what? Get me I, I don't even here. know if I feel better. I feel pretty much the same. It's just... Because I'm not drunk, it's, it looks different from, from your seat. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what number is this? 63? Yeah, 63. Maybe by like 84, I'll be able to say I'm better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel That's better. A, all right. I'll predict that to 84. You'll figure it out, dude. Yeah, totally I'll be out of my major podcast. depression. Yeah, dude. Major depression. I hate when that guy comes over. A 10, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I do feel better though, man. Good, me too. It's okay in the day. 
Over here 